Hey, and welcome back to Lessons in Product Management. I'm your host, John Fontenot, and I just, again, can't help but say thank you. We are about 25 followers on Spotify away from 1,000. I see the reviews on Apple Podcasts going up, so thank you. Um, if you're subscribed on Apple Podcast, I would ask that you go leave a rating and review so we know how we're doing and how we can better serve you. If there's specific topics you want to hear about, drop that in the review and I'll make sure to cover that or bring someone on to help me talk about that. If you're not on the YouTube channel, go to the Path to Product YouTube channel and subscribe there. There's AMA sessions going on in the Path to Product platform, pathtoproduct.io. If you want to join us live, join the platform. It's completely free. I'm there just to serve aspiring product managers who are looking to get into product management. Uh, but there's going to be a lot of great content there that's going to be exclusively published publicly on the YouTube channel. So if you're only subscribed to the podcast, I would ask that you go subscribe to the, pod, the, to the YouTube channel as well. So that way you don't miss that great content because we have a lot of great guests coming on to, to tackle some pretty uh, interesting topics. Um, by the time that this podcast comes out, you will have already missed one. But go to the YouTube channel and you'll you'll find it as soon as it's published live. So with that said, I want to tackle a topic today that I feel really passionately about. And this came from uh, someone who I'm connected to who asked a question in one of the, the online forums that I'm in for product management. And they had a question around a problem they were facing, right? The problem was that they were doing all this work in discovery and they were, you know, finding out what the requirement should be, what the definition of done should be, whatever you want to call it, acceptance criteria, whatever, right? They were trying to define what that is. Well, they had it all fleshed out. They had a nice product requirement stock finished, which, you know, I have my own issues with PRDs in a traditional sense, but that's not the point of this conversation. The point is, this individual waited until everything was done to introduce what they had done with their developers, right? And I think that's the fundamental problem this individual was facing because the problem they expressed, right? And this is putting on my product management hat. Right? Sometimes we hear about problems and we can't take those problems on the surface level. So the surface level problem this individual was facing was that the developers weren't understanding what the requirements were. They got the doc, they read the doc, and they were confused. What is this? What are we trying to accomplish? They, they didn't have the context. And it's just like any time you're telling a story. If you start in the middle or at the end of the story, you may be able to pick up bits and pieces. You may be able to piece some things together, but you're missing sufficient context to really grasp the gravity and meaning of what you're, you're experiencing. Right. And so I think the developers were feeling this same way where they, they got the end result without the context of how we got there. And as product managers, we really have to do that job well of being able to take our teams, our, the designers that we work with, the developers that we work with, and our cross-functional partners as well, be able to expose them to this is, this is the problem we saw or the opportunity we saw. Right. And based on this problem, this is why we prioritize this problem or this opportunity. Okay, so this is the, the what and the why. This is what we found. This is why we want to solve it. And this is the outcome that we expect by solving it. When you have those three key ingredients of that story, 
then people can put the picture together pretty easily, right? And I've been in situations where I've made the same mistake. I did a lot of legwork. I didn't want to distract the developers from, from what they were working on. And, you know, there's some merit to that, but at least your engineering manager and your, your dev lead, they should be aware of what you're <clears throat> doing in discovery, right? They should be aware of the problems that you found and which ones you've prioritized and why you prioritize them. Because if the, the leaders within your engineer, engineering organization, your design organization, or at least the partners closest to you, right? If they can understand what you're trying to solve, why you're trying to solve it, and the end result that you're aiming for, then they become much more partners, right? Then it becomes a much more iterative conversation focused around a specific goal versus viewing your designer or your developers as just purely execution. And, and I think it's really sad that there's a lot of product companies, product cultures, and product teams that view designers and engineers as just executors of the visionary product manager's dream. It's, it's a waste of their talents and it's a waste of the company's resources because I've been in plenty of those, those conversations where we're brought, we, we bring in the designer early, we bring in the, develop, the development leader, engineering manager early, and we're able to surface some assumptions we're making about what's, what's possible or um, even, even if we've gotten desirability, right? Like if, if, if your designer isn't helping you gauge desirability and usability early on, then, then you're missing the point. We've covered that before in previous episodes, but even, even though, like you, even if you bring your designer in early for desirability and usability, if, if it's not feasible, if, if the thing that you're trying to accomplish isn't aligned with where your engineering organization is trying to go, uh, what you know, the way the architecture is set up for your product, there, there could be things that come in and sideswipe all the effort you put into the discovery work you're doing. And, and so you have that risk of things getting derailed. But even more than that, it's, it's how you view your team and the culture that you establish within your team that I think matters even more in the long run, Right. If, if, you're, if the developers you work with only feel like they just get assignments, they execute on those assignments and they wait for their next assignments and they never understand why they're doing what they're doing, they don't understand the impact because you're not following up with the business results, then like that's, that can be pretty demoralizing, right? Um, sure, you know, in, in most geographies, developers get paid really well. Um, at least here in the States where, where I'm at. And, and it might be sufficient to say, you know, I get a good paycheck and I'm good at my job, but we're all humans. It doesn't matter what our role is. We're all people. And, and we all want to have greater purpose in life. And so the, the more that we can establish and instill the why and the outcome with our teams, the more they'll be bought in. So coming back full circle to, to this individual's problem, after I got off my philosophical soapbox there, is the reason that the developers are confused is because you're waiting to introduce them to the problem too far down the road, right? And that, that's even to say that you've clearly defined what the problem is or why you prioritized it. But if, if your developers 
are involved earlier in the process, at least again, the design leader, the engineering manager, then you have the right people in the room who have enough context from the beginning to where once you're finished with the product requirement document or the acceptance criteria, they're already gonna know what it is and, and why it's there. There, there won't be confusion because they've been involved from the beginning. They'll have the context to even be thinking ahead of like, how, how do we do this? Like, what's the best way to do this? If you're waiting until it's time to start executing to introduce them to the, to the PRD, then they're having to go through those mental cycles. That, that's a lot of stress. But if they're able to kind of take it in chunks as you're, as you're you know, defining the problem precisely and working together to come up with the right solution, which, which is key, working together to come up with the right solution, then you won't have this issue of you know, developers being confused about what the requirements are or why they're doing what they're doing. All, all in all, this type of collaboration is what's going to improve your product launches it's going to help you reach the outcomes that you desire, and it's going to it's going to increase the morale of your team, right? It's gonna it's gonna set your team apart from other teams. It's going to allow you to be more effective as a product manager, and it's going to avoid the pain of the the gotchas that that you didn't expect because you're able to identify what those things might be much earlier in the process. So, with that said, if if you're listening and you're in a a culture where it's very waterfall, where you come up with the solution to a problem and you give it to your designer to design and the designers hand it off to developers to develop. And you're wondering why your product launches are sucking, frankly. Um, that's probably why. <laughs> it's because product's not meant to be done that way. Product's meant to be done collaboratively and iteratively surfacing assumptions and risk, mitigating those, validating, invalidating assumptions. And, and really it takes a team to do that, looking at the same problem, striving for the same outcome through three different lenses and coming to the right place at the end of the day. It's, it's gonna make your customers' lives better. It's gonna make your life better. And it's gonna make you a much better effect or a much better and effective product manager. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you're not facing that problem, but if you are, I hope this was helpful. Um, and I'll see you next week on Lessons in Product Management.